between the holiday of Pesach and Shavuos. It's customary, and there's a mitzvah, to recite every day Sfirat Omer, the counting of the Omer. This took place when the Jews left Egypt. They were excited by the news to receive the Torah on Sinai. And so they counted every day in anticipation to receive the Torah. And because of this, every year, we recite each night, starting with the second night of Pesach, up until the holiday of Shavuos, the counting of the Omer. Now, in truth, there are many layers to the counting of the Omer. For example, here in the Kahos Siddur, in Tehillah Hashem Siddur, written by the Alter Rebbe, he says that when you recite the Omer, you should have in mind the following. You should have in mind one word from the Psalm Elikim Yochanenu, one letter from the verse Yismuchu, and one word from the paragraph of Anna B'Koyach. And in the Siddur, for each night, for example, last night was the 13th night of the Omer, you have over here, on the left side, the letter of the day, which is Aleph. <clears throat> and then you have the two words. Page 137. And then you have two words, Yeshuascha and Noira. The 13th day of the Omer, which is one week and six days of the Omer. And therefore, when you recite the Omer, you're supposed to have in mind this kavana, this meditation of the letter of the day and the two words of the day. In addition to that, each day has a midah. Each day has an attribute that you are refining. Because when you left Egypt, we were on the 49 levels of impurity and we had to refine ourselves, fix ourselves, and to prepare ourselves to be vessels to receive the Torah. And therefore, each day, we needed to refine a different detail, a different attribute, a different emotion. And so, there are basically seven emotions. Chesed, Gvura, Tveres, Netzachoy, Yisrael, Malchus. And each one of these seven emotions have within it seven levels, seven emotions. So, it's seven times seven, which is 49. So today, which is the 13th day of the Omer, I would like to take each detail of the Omer, the midah, the attribute, the letter of the day, and the two words of the day, and to bring it all together to try to understand why we have all of these things in mind. To begin with, today is the 13th day of the Omer. It is also the 28th day of the month of Nisan. And I want to preface this by saying that on the 28th of Nisan in the year 1991, the Lubavitcher Rebbe made a heart-wrenching talk and declaration. He said as follows, I did all I could 
to bring Mashiach. And now I'm giving it over to you. And therefore, two outs of us, it can do everything that's possible in your power to bring about the coming of Mashiach. There was a paradigm shift. Up until then, we were relying on the Rebbe to make it happen. On this day, the Rebbe said, no, now I am giving over this mission to each one of you, and each one of us in this generation has now a personal obligation to do whatever we can to bring an end to exile and to bring about the ultimate Geula. Now this was done on the 28th of Nisan, which is always the 13th day of the Sphere. What a tzaddik does is not random. Every detail is calculated. And the fact that he said this statement on this day, there must be a connection with this actual day of the Sphere. So let's look into the attribute of the day, the words of the day, and the letter of the day. We start with the attributes of the day. That is Yusoid of Gevura. Gevura is the second attribute. It's the attribute of strength. And then the attribute of Yusoid, according to the human anatomy, is the lowest part of the torso, which is the organ of reproduction. The organ of the bris, of the, of the covenant between a Jew and God. What is, what is the, the nature of Yusoid? Yusoid is the attribute of bonding and connection. In other words, Yusoid represents one that has an intense desire to connect with somebody else, to communicate with somebody else. And therefore, according to Kabbalah, it is through the attribute of Yusoid that one is able to communicate the 22 letters of the Hebrew alphabet into the next attribute, which is the attribute of Malchus, which is speech. So Yusoid communicates or conveys the 22 letters, the language, and the vernacular into the seventh attribute, which is Malchus. Malchus means kingship, but Malchus primarily is the attribute of speech. In other words, the attribute of Yusoid actually conveys the words of communication. So this is the attribute of Yusait. And on this day, the Rebbe said, now you have the obligation to communicate to the world this message of Mashiach. Furthermore, Yusait is connected to a tzaddik. A tzaddik is the attribute of Yusait. Because his job and his mission is to funnel vitality to the entire world. As it says, tzaddik, Yusait, Olam, the tzaddik is the foundation of the entire world. Upon him, the entire world stands. And furthermore, he is the, the life force and vitality of that generation. So this is Yusoid.
the words of the day is noira. Noira means awesome. But noira also, according to Kabbalah, represents the concept of peace. To take two opposites and unite them together. The example that is given is that of Joseph. And Joseph, by the way, is also the attribute of Yisoyit. When Joseph saw his brother Binyamin after many years, he had a strong desire to cry and to embrace him. It says in the Torah, however, Joseph restrained and controlled himself, and he said the following. He said, put out bread. Now, if you read the passage, it makes no sense. In one moment, he's in a state of restraint. And how does he respond to that restraint? Okay, put out bread. According to Kabbalah and Chassidus, Joseph represents the soul, the soul of every person, the soul of every Jew. And this soul has a desire to embrace God, to return to God, to escape the human body. And it cries. It wants to cry because it wants to leave the limitations of the physical world. But what does it do? Instead, it puts out bread. What is bread? Bread is Torah. Just like we eat bread and we internalize it, the same is true. The nourishment for our soul is Torah. And furthermore, just like bread becomes part of our body, so too we have to chew the Torah analyze the Torah, understand the Torah, and then it becomes part of our psyche, part of our entire existence. So the idea of noira, noira, which is the word of the day, represents this idea of uniting body and soul. And telling the soul that you have a job to stay down here, not to leave the world. Even though you want to leave the world, but the ultimate goal and objective of each one of us is that we stay down here in the world and we bring down and we attract godliness to this physical world to make a dwelling place for God. This is the first word. The second word is Yeshua Secha, your salvation. And that is, today's word reminds us of our purpose, our goal, that we are here to make the world a dwelling place for God, that we are here to bring peace to the entire world. And we pray for God's salvation. But again, it's up to us. It's given over to us to bring about this salvation. And how do we do this? With the letter Aleph. So we meditate now on the letter Aleph. What is Aleph all about? Aleph is the first letter of the Hebrew alphabet. It's also considered to be the most prominent letter of the Hebrew alphabet. But Aleph, the literal translation of Aleph, is Aluf, which means the master, the master of the universe. And that is by meditating on the master of the universe. We are told that the difference between exile and redemption is the letter Aleph. If you take the letter Aleph and you put it into the word Goyla, which is exile, it becomes Geula. 
So the difference between Goyla exile and Geula redemption is the letter Aleph. In other words, when you put God into your life, you bring God into your entire being and your essence, this transforms the individual from their exile, from their limitation, to a state of personal redemption. So we need to start with ourselves. We have to begin to bring God into our life, to see God in everything that we do. And once that happens, it begins to impact our community, our city, our country, and the entire world around us. So this is the idea of Aleph. To acknowledge there's a God who created the world, and that God is watching over us, God cares about us, God is concerned, God wants us to be happy and productive and successful. And God is with us all the time. But this same God also gave us a Torah. He also gave us a book of teaching. And therefore, Aleph also means teacher. Opener. Alafcha. The teacher. That teaches you the Torah. A good parent, a loving parent, doesn't simply give birth to a child and let the child roam around. But rather, you take that child and you put that child into the best schools and give that child the best teachers. God gave us the Torah. That's the best school. That's the best teacher. To be able to give us guidance of how to live a productive life. And finally, Aleph in reverse is also the letters Pella Wondrous, which means that we were also gifted today in our generation the secrets of the Torah that deal with the wonders of creation and the purpose of creation. And by studying the Torah, this is the way that we are able to bring peace into the world connect heaven and earth together. It's also the 13th day of the Omer. And the number 13, number 1, is the same as Echad. The Gematria of Echad, Aleph Chesdalit, is 13. Aleph, which is God, is one God. Aleph is one. So 1 and 13 are the same. But furthermore, Talking about the attribute of Yesoid, which is the organ of the, of the bris milah, the Rambam tells us that the bris milah has within it 13, 13 brisin, 13 covenants, 13 blessings that God gives the Jewish people for performing this bris. And this is associated with the 13 attributes of mercy. So by performing the bris, we now draw down into the world this level of God's mercy. So 13th of the Omer is connected to the attribute of Yusoid, which is the attribute of the bris. And all of this, all of this is connected to govura, strength. Yisoyed of Gevura, because today is the 28th day of Nisan. In Hebrew, the word 28, Chavches, is Koach. Koach is strength. And this idea of Yisoyed, the idea of the attribute of Yisoyed, is connected with strength, because to convey a message and to articulate the words properly, one has to have a level of conviction and strength and determination in their message. You can't simply say, okay, I empower you, and after that, you go to sleep. The empowerment 
needs to be with strength. So therefore, it's Yusoid Shebegvura. Yusoid is the channel of communication, but that channel needs to be predicated upon the attribute of strength. So this is the message of the day. Each day we need to purify and refine and fix another attribute. The 13th day of the Omer is the day that we need to refine this quality, this attribute of Yusoid of Gevura. In other words, to be willing to accept this mission, this responsibility, that we now become the communicators. We now have to convey the message. We now become a channel and the ambassador for God in this world. And each one of us has that mission. Each one of us has this responsibility. Each one of us has that capacity. No one should say, I'm too small, I'm insignificant, I don't have the whereabouts, the the technology, the strength. On the contrary, each one of us made the bracha. Each one of us today has the mitzvah. Mitzvah means connection. In other words, we are all connected to God. If we are all connected to God, we have the power on this day to become a leader and to be forceful and to be a strong communicator, to make ourselves ready to prepare ourselves and the entire world. I want to conclude with one story, the following story. There was a person by the name of Shlomo Solomon. And Shlomo Solomon had a grandfather by the name of Moshe Solomon. And Shlomo Solomon tells the following story. He says his grandfather was a principal of a yeshiva in Israel. And his grandfather was a Belzechosid. One day, he's traveling to New York, and he would travel to New York from time to time to raise money for the yeshiva. A friend of his says, look, you're going to New York, I would like you to do me a favor and go to 770 Eastern Parkway, and there pray on my behalf. Now this already was in the early 2000s, so it was already after the Rebbe passed away. But this individual felt by... Moshe Solomon going to 770, which is the synagogue of the Rebbe, and praying there, this would give him additional blessing and health. Moshe Solomon agreed, agreed to go. He comes to 770, he walks in, he doesn't look like the average Lubavitcher, so a few Bahrim boys come over to him, say, why are you here? He says, well, I'm here to do a blessing for a friend of mine in Israel. The boy said to him, you know, if you're here already and you're doing a blessing for your friend in Israel, why don't you write a letter to the Rebbe? He says, what do you mean? He says, yeah, people take one of the books of the Rebbe's letters and you write a letter and put it in. And that way the Rebbe will, will get your message and he will find a way to answer you. Okay. So he said, I don't know why, but I was convinced and I wrote a letter, and they pulled off a volume from the shelf, and I put in the letter. And then the boys say to me, read the letter, read the letter, why does it have answer you? So I start to read, and the letter is addressed to a principal of the school, 
And there the Rebbe says, you should know your job is so important. It's the most important job in our generation to teach children Torah and raise them in the ways of God. And he says, wow, I came here and I got all these blessings. I'm so excited. And he makes sure to write down you know, the volume and the page. And he wants to go now buy this book to take back to his family to show them the letter because it seems that this letter is talking directly to him. He buys the book and he comes back home, he opens it up and they read, they read the letter and they're all excited. Wow, did Rebbe Taka wrote a letter to you? You are principal and gave you a bracha. And, the, and by the way, as the family is looking at the letter, at the bottom of the letter it says, and I sent a copy of this letter to Moshe Solomon. Moshe Solomon? That's your name. Look, Mamish, the Rebbe literally wrote this letter to you, Moshe Solomon. Well, now he's even more excited. Literally the letter, the letter is to him. He closes the book and his grandson, Shlomo Solomon, now goes around to his friends and says, you know what happened? My, my grandfather was in New York. He wrote a letter. He brought back the book and at the bottom of the letter it said his name, Shlomo Solomon. He said, eh, it's nothing. You know how many Jews are called Shlomo Solomon? <laughs> so, it's like Shlomo Solomon. It's not a big deal. So, he asked another friend, do me a favor, go onto the internet and put in Shlomo Solomon and see how many times the Rebbe mentioned Shlomo Solomon in his letters. Okay, he goes in and he does a search and Shlomo Solomon is mentioned only two times. In volume 19, page 207 and 208. The page he opened to was 208. He goes back to his grandfather's house, takes off the book, goes back to page 207, and there's a letter addressed to Shlomo Solomon. What is the letter? The letter says, thank you for allowing the boys to come to your school and to talk about my father-in-law, the previous Abba Rebbe. And God should bless you that you should have tremendous nachas from your students. He says, Zaydi, did the Rebbe ever write you a letter? He says, I don't remember such a thing. He says, look, it says your name over here. The letter is addressed to you. He starts thinking and thinking. He says, yeah, I'll tell you what happened. Many years ago, I was, in 1960, I was a principal of another school, and a few Lubavitcher Bachram came in, and they said, we want to talk about the previous Rebbe. It's his yard site today. And at the end of the talk, they asked me to sign a pan, a letter to the Rebbe. And they sent it in. And here the Rebbe obviously sent me back a letter, thanking me for allowing the boys to come into the yeshiva, and also acknowledging that I signed the pan, and he would pray for me at the tomb of my father-in-law. I never saw this letter, he said. I never saw this letter. But I guess, I guess the Rebbe is sending me the letter now, almost 50 years later. What do we see here that the words of Sadiqim are eternal? And therefore, when the Rebbe says to us that this is the last generation of exile, and the first generation of, of redemption, 
And that now each one of us has the ability, but also the responsibility to do everything in our power to bring about the end of Golos. It's not only a clarion call, but also it's an incentive. In other words, the Rebbe gives us the koyach, he gives us the strength to be able to do it. So even if we thought we're not capable and we don't have the strength or the knowledge, comes along the 28th of Nisan, the day of strength, a day that we read the Omer of the 13th day, which deals with Yisoyed of Gevura, and says each one of us now can be a channel. Each one of us has the strength to change ourselves and change the world and prepare the entire world. The Kabbal Panei Mashiach Sukeinu.